Hey there, Dunker Punks. Like usual, I'm going to get this episode started with a question to ponder for a bit. And actually, this one's pretty tough this time. Where do you see peace manifest itself in your life and in your daily experience? On the flip side, where do you see violence? If you were in charge of building peace, where would you build it? Okay, so that's actually three questions. But luckily, you now have three minutes of Dunker Punk's music from Jacob Krauss to think about it. I don't want to be rich, don't want to be popular, don't want to be selfish, no. I don't want to be a goat, don't want to be ignorant, don't want to be blindfolded, I just want to be countercultural. I don't want to be a racist, don't want to be a capitalist, don't want to be a sexist, no. I don't want to pass judgment, don't want to hold grudges, don't want to be hateful, I just want to be countercultural, pacifistic, unconditional lover. Unconditionally loving organic gardener I wanna be authentic I wanna be radical I wanna be optimistic Honest, beautiful I wanna be humble I wanna be progressive I wanna be open Inspiration I wanna be like John Wesley Sarah Major who ran him out I wanna be like Martin Luther Martin Luther King Jr. Like Santa Claus Johnny Appleseed Dirk Blimp Gandhi Alexander Mack John Clark George Fox and Jesus So the conversation on the show today actually feels pretty personal to me. We're hearing from four interns at On Earth Peace, Kiana Simonson, who hosts the conversation, Beth, who is a gender justice organizer, Alyssa, who is the racial justice organizer, and Virginia, who is the LGBT justice organizer. They talk about their work with On Earth Peace, their backgrounds, and what it means to them to be able to witness to peace in communities that matter a whole lot to them. This feels personal to me because when I first started DunkerPunks.com in 2014, On Earth Peace was the first group to really open their arms and give me the support that I needed. I actually started out as a joint intern with On Earth Peace and the Church of the Brethren denominational offices, and they allowed me to self-define this DunkerPunks internship, giving me the time, the resources, the flexibility and freedom, but also the mentorship and accountability that I needed to really get it off the ground. I came back a few years later to spend two more semesters as an Honor of Peace intern as their social media organizer. So it is really meaningful and inspiring for me to be able to hear from four current Honor of Peace interns. You know, what I've always felt about Honor of Peace and what I think really comes through so clearly in this wonderful conversation is that Honor of Peace takes young adults seriously. It invests a lot of faith and trust and responsibility in its interns and in other young adults that it engages. 
It gives them the freedom to work on things that they're passionate about. They are not hesitant to say yes with capital letters and an exclamation point. And to really back up that yes with mentorship and resources and encouragement. And that makes for some creative and meaningful work that really seems to push the boundaries of what it means to work for peace in all the ways that we can hope to manifest it. You know, sometimes I get frustrated by how much the Church of the Brethren as a community can dig in its heels and refuse to think differently when it's uncomfortable. I also get frustrated by ways in which the Church of the Brethren can struggle to fully welcome and affirm and support young adults who want to have leadership roles. But there is a lot of fresh growth and budding peace work happening at Honor of Peace, and that is something to celebrate. So with that, let's hear from Kiana and the rest of the Honor of Peace interns. So I have here today uh, four Honor of Peace interns uh, working on some different things. So we're just bringing them in to talk about what's going on with the Honor of Peace internships and what we are all doing in our lives and how we are making peace. So I will let everybody go around and introduce themselves. Tell us about yourself, what you're doing, uh, where you're going to school, what kind of things you like, and then also just kind of introduce your projects. And we, we can start with Beth if that works. Well, hi, I'm Beth McKinney. I am the gender justice organizer. Um, I recently graduated from Manchester University with a degree in religion. I'll be starting at Union Theological Seminary in the fall. Will you uh, introduce your project a little bit and tell us what you've been working on? I have been, one of the big things we did um, was the book club. I actually collaborated with Annika Harley, the environmental justice organizer, and we did a book through a book club through Zoom. And we read Women Healing the Earth, which was a collection of essays edited by Rosemary Radford Ruther. Um, she's a feminist theologian. So we sort of discussed intercultural feminism and how it interrelates with environmentalism and how that is reflected in our religious practices. Um, so that's, that's really the big project I've been working on. Um, got some other things going on. I'm going to be taking a trip to Bosnia over the summer. I'm going to try to incorporate um, a bit of gender justice exploration while I'm there and look into some organizing that's happening there. There was a genocide that happened about 20 years ago that had a pretty significant gender justice component to it. Um, so I'm going to try to do some research in that while I'm there and incorporate that into the work I'm doing. So yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Alyssa, go ahead and whenever you're ready. I'm Alyssa. I'm the racial justice organizing intern. I'm in my last year at Bridgewater College. And the last semester, I spent the semester abroad in Ghana, West Africa. So I've been trying to incorporate some of the racial justice stuff I learned over there into this project. And right now, it's more of like we're trying to fix the groups up a little bit. So before there was like two racial justice organizing groups, one for accountability, more based on like a community of practice and building up skills that you can like use in the workplace. And so we're focusing on that as like a whole now, and that'll be like the major group. So right now we're just working on like putting the finishing touches on it and bringing everything together. I just went to the March for Our Lives and the rally in D.C. And then next week I'll be going to the commemoration and rally for the 50th anniversary of the Martin Luther King assassination. So I'll be doing coverage on that. 
That's really cool. Uh, and then we have Virginia. Yeah, hi. So um, I'm Virginia. I'm a sophomore at Manchester University, which is a brethren school. And I am the LGBT organizing intern. It's fairly new. I was previously the Peace Day organizing intern. So I kind of did like the Facebook planning and event planning for that event. But now I'm just getting started on creating a community of practice surrounding queer liberation, I guess, within the Church of the Brethren. So what I'm working on right now is I recently went to a conference. It's the Midwest Bisexual, Lesbian, Transgender Ally College Conference um, and kind of used that as a jumping off point for just to kind of understand what is needed in the queer community right now, especially through a faith-based lens. And what I gathered from that is that the queer community might benefit from some type of trauma healing practice or truth-telling circle. So kind of get working on that as a project, kind of starting out seeing where that would go, utilizing Facebook and social media to have conversations about faith and being queer. Nice, lovely. Okay, and then so from what I gather, you guys all attended Brethren Colleges. Would you mind shedding some light on either your religious background or your, your story with Brethren or how that came to be? We can do the same rotation if that works with Beth, Alyssa, and then Virginia. Sure. So I sort of just stumbled upon the Brethren community by chance. I grew up in a very like radically fundamentalist Christian church, evangelical, really just kind of out there, just a really intolerant branch of faith. And so when I toured Manchester, I remember seeing there was a chapel that had interfaith space. And that was just a radical concept to me. I'd never seen anything like that. It was a little uncomfortable at first, almost, but it kind of stuck in my mind and it drew me towards Manchester. Um, And Manchester really is where I kind of discovered this idea that Christianity doesn't have to be this really toxic and definitive like I have all the answers and if you're not part of this very small community like you're just completely wrong. Um, Manchester is sort of my path to breaking out of that form of religion um, and finding a much healthier kind of religion that's rooted in the real world and actually trying to make the real world a better place. So I've been going to the same church since I was born. Uh, Like they took me when I was less than a year old. Um, It's a really small brethren church in like rural Virginia and I feel like it's kind of been like preparing me to go to to end up at a brethren school but I always felt like Bridgewater was like the school I was going to go to like that was the best choice for me and then I always felt really blessed to have like a brethren college and like the brethren denomination in general I feel like that's the I don't know how I was just like born into it because everything about it is like who I am as a person and it just kind of relates to me in every way but yeah I went from attending a brethren church the same one since I was born to a brethren college and it has been great and I plan on continuing Cool. So my mom grew up in the Lansing Church of the Brethren, and that's kind of like how I knew about being Brethren as a denomination. I didn't really grow up in a church or in any kind of religious setting. 
However, I was baptized um, at the Lansing Church of the Brethren when I was 13. And obviously coming to Manchester, it just kind of like reawakened that interest in me. Right now, I'm actually studying the Baha'i faith and interested in becoming a Baha'i. But I think that the aspect that Manchester being a Brethren College brings to the community is like incredibly valuable. Um, It just makes it seem so much more inclusive um, and safe for people of different backgrounds. And obviously doing this internship, I'm really interested in what it means for people to be religious, what it means for people to be brethren, um, how that relates to me, how that relates to queer people and things like that. So I'm just kind of interested in learning about it all. Awesome. So I forgot to do this part, but my name is Kiana, for those of you that I haven't met. Uh, I am the youth and young adult assistant, so I work really closely with Marie. I kind of tried to like manage the interns as much as I can or provide opportunities and coordinate meetings and that kind of thing. Uh, I also do peace retreats and kind of just fill in wherever I'm needed. And I grew up Baptist for a while, and then when I was in high school, I started attending a brethren church, and the community that it was for me was really important. And I didn't attend uh, Brethren School, but I did, I was on Peace Team, uh, and that's kind of how my relationship working directly with Honors Peace started. And so I wanna ask you guys about kind of your relationship with Honors Peace, this internship, the first thing you heard about them, how did you hear about the internship and what made you really want to work alongside Honors Peace and apply for your internship? So go ahead, Beth. So Addison Muir actually was the one who kind of informed me about On Earth Peace. I didn't really know anything about it um, until she and a few other people at Manchester who are brethren um, sort of told me about On Earth Peace and the work that they do um, and what the internships are like. And I basically needed something to do for my gap year between undergrad and grad school. And this was an opportunity to do something that felt meaningful. Because what I'm doing, the gender justice position is new. It wasn't around before. Um, When I interviewed and we sort of went into my background, the fact that there was an opportunity to start this internship that was really aligned with sort of my passions in undergrad, that really like sealed the deal for me that I wanted to work here. So for me, I think I heard about On Earth Peace the first time I went to Roundtable, I think. And I was like, this is a really cool organization. Like, what can I do? And then I saw that they had internships. And then I actually started an application a year ago and then finally sent it (laughs) this year. Um, But I saw they had a racial justice part, which is also fairly new. And I got so excited because I don't know if you wrote, there are not that many Black or people of color in the brethren denomination. And I'm biracial, so I was like, this is perfect. And it's like what I've been learning in school, it's what I wanna do, and it just seemed like everything fit together. And I was like, I have to do this, like I have to do this now. Awesome. Um, I have kind of a similar story to Beth's. I think that it was a lot of the previous interns that were Manchester students um, kind of introduced it to me. So like Katie Joe, Bryden Ba Wooding, and Addison there and other people just kind of in the Manchester Peace Studies OEP community. But also Marie came to Manchester 
to speak last year and she just described the internship and it seemed like a really great opportunity. Um, and I had initially had a lot of interest in LGBTQ organizing, but I kind of wanted to get a feel for the organization and how it worked before I jumped into creating an entirely new internship, especially because I'm still in school and like, don't have as much time to specifically focus. Um, so I started out with um, doing the Peace Day internship and through that kind of like got to know people, got to work with Marie, got to work with Bill. Matt was on sabbatical during that process. He is usually in charge of Peace Day. And I really enjoyed it. I thought that everybody that I was working with was fantastic people. And I really connected with the mission of OEP and felt that this was a place that I would like to stay on as an intern. So then I kind of moved into this LGBT justice. And now uh, Matt is my supervisor. And it's just been a really great experience. I think you definitely helped me a lot in my spiritual journey. So I really appreciate hearing all that positive feedback. It's really an important agency of the church to me and what helps me identify as brethren. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about your projects. Let's share, share something that you want people to know about the work you're doing and then go ahead and also share a highlight of the work you have done so far and like what has been the most, like what has touched you the most or, you know, just a general, what has been the highlight for you of doing the work that you're doing? I, I guess I'll start with a highlight. Um, definitely highlights have been the, the book club that I worked on. So the opportunities that that gave to talk to people who weren't necessarily part of the oppressed groups that we represent. So it was, it was a good opportunity to have dialogue because there are people who are part, like men who are part of the environmental justice side of things that got involved. And so they, it, it was nice to have those conversations. I, th I think something I would want people to know about the work I'm doing, there's, I think, a misconception of modern feminism, that it's especially cultural modern feminism, that it's a little bit, you know, shallow, um, can be kind of focused on first world problems or isn't really needed anymore. Just all these things that are like suggesting that we're in this post-feminist world. And I would say that, A, I mean, those cultural things, I mean, they reflect a deeper truth, but that, that what we're trying to do here really is focused on real world implications and um, something we've been doing, that we've been working on in the group is moving from being a community of interest to really being a community of practice. There, there's a time and place for like consciousness raising, raising and gripe sessions, but that's not really what we're trying to do here. We're trying to actually like go a step deeper um, and think more deeply maybe about the implications of our own actions in our lives and reflect on, you know, the old saying, like, like it's just the water you swim in, you don't notice it every day. Um, so really reflecting deeply on everyday sexism in our lives and how what we can do individually as well as larger action and what we can do to really change the system. I'll start with my highlight. My highlight, I haven't been there very long, like it just hit a month, but one of my highlights has probably been preparing and working with organizations I found well, like doing research before things like really get moving. Um, like we're working, we're partners with Surge, which is like standing up for racial justice, which is like, um, it's where white people can come together and support Black Lives Matter. 
so it's not like we are stepping on their toes or so it's like they have their own safe space which I thought was really interesting and we're also talking um I'm teaming up with some other on earth peace interns and we're talking about doing a chapter here at Bridgewater which is really interesting and also just like planning and organizing and working with the Office of Peacemaking and Policy for the ACT UP for the Racism Rally. And we're starting the community of practice, like building up that within our Facebook groups, which I think is going to be really interesting and really helpful for a lot of people, building up their skills on how to discuss racism. And especially from like a faith-based lens, I think is going to be really important. I think that one of the most interesting things for me thus far is kind of like the timing that I came into this internship was right when there's a lot of conversation in the Brethren Church about the queer community um, and a lot of conflict. And I think that there has been a lot of discussion about OEP's role in that conversation. I felt like based on the mission of OEP and the work they are doing that it is like imperative to take a clear stance um, on supporting queer lives and so just being the person that gets to like head up that idea or that statement has I've been I feel really lucky I feel like it's a big responsibility but I feel like that is one of the highlights of the work that I'm doing right now um, and I'm also kind of new. Um, I think it's definitely been longer than a month, but I'm still kind of getting my bearings and figuring out community organizing. One of the things that I'm working on right now is it's like very in very early stages, but having conversations with people who have been doing queer activism within the church kind of having like live conversations with them where viewers can pose questions and they could talk about their work and their goals and how we make change within faith-based communities in regards to LGBT lives. And also we, I'm sure we're all working on, you know, having this community on Facebook, but just how to encourage a productive dialogue in those communities is something that I'm thinking about a lot right now, too. Awesome. Beautiful. And I just want to say, uh, sitting here with the four of you all, I'm assuming women, is really just really inspiring to me to work with so many talented, talented young individuals and also who identify as women. Um, it's just really inspiring to me. And I feel like as interns, we don't check in or hang out as much as we should. Um, but I, all of the work that you guys are doing means a lot to me, and it's really great to see it and to hear about it actively. So my next question is, what does it mean to you to have this sort of work be affiliated with your religious journey? Um, well, I can, I can talk about that um, just to start off. I kind of feel like this work is my religious journey, if that makes sense. Like I was not raised in a church. I, I like went to, I did the whole like church on holidays thing. Um, and I was uh, raised in Minnesota. So obviously I went to a Lutheran church, but I think that this is maybe that kind of like the idea of church and that community never really connected with me, but this idea of like using faith as common ground for doing activism work really makes sense to me. Um, and then I'm kind of like discovering what being brethren means and that it is a characteristic that 
can bring people together in search of the same goal it has definitely caused me to be a more spiritual person. So I think that that's what having this like connection to the Church of the Brethren means to me in this context of this internship. I like what you said about the faith is like a common ground. And I think that's a really big part of how this internship is helping me like move in with my spirituality. Because it's been kind of slow recently. And I think being a part of OEP and working with other people involved with Church of the Brethren on something that I'm really passionate about is really making me dive deeper into my faith and like relating my faith with my future and just a big underlying issue in society that it that affects me and other people around me don't understand how it affects me or other or my family and I think it's been a real good way to talk about my faith in a way that I've never talked about it before so I think that's a really big part of the faith-based journey that I've been on since I started so I identify currently as an agnostic atheist I'm not a religious or spiritual person myself but I came from such a toxic religious background that I think I really was in danger of being just a, you know, a bitter atheist. And Honor's Peace for me has been kind of therapeutic in a way to see that religion doesn't have to be a, such a negative thing and such a negative influence that it can be doing very positive work. And I think for me, it's just really important to be around that, to be part of that culture. Even if I don't religiously identify with religious practice or anything, it gives me hope open the world, I guess, to see religion actually put to good use. And I think it saves me from being, you know, a bitter atheist. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you. Uh, yeah, to me, uh, I didn't always grow up rather than, I think admittedly, it's hard to be a young person and talk about religion without everybody kind of looking at you weird. And so it's always been really important to me to kind of have this structural foundation of like, why and I don't necessarily identify as Christian but I do like have a relationship with who I believe to be God and like to have that based on service and a lot of the brethren practices that like people come first uh, a lot of service a lot of like interfaith work and I think that that's really given me the motivation to stay connected to this community and that we are always usually working as a church in different communities, not always brethren, not always really even Christian, um, but just to be focused more on service, I think is something that's always been really important to me. So our final question here is going to be, how are you witnessing and listening for justice and peace uh, in your internship? Or you can also talk about your everyday life. Okay, I can start again. <laughs> um, so I think like since coming to college and starting studying peace actively on a daily basis, I have become more conscious of just this idea of like witnessing and listening for peace um, as like a mindfulness practice in my daily life. But since starting the specific internship project, and I especially saw this when I went to that conference that I was mentioning earlier, I kind of went into that thinking about how I could go to that conference looking through the lens of what people need. Because in my daily life, 
I feel comfortable expressing my sexuality. I feel safe. I feel like I can be who I am, like around the people in my community. But it's so clear that that space, especially for Midwestern college students, is one of the only spaces where the majority of them can feel like they can be themselves and be surrounded by people who are like them. But just the fact that I was like going there this year in the context of this internship, like looking for what people had been going through and what people would need in terms of justice and peace is kind of like a whole new frame for me. And I thought that that was really valuable. But this is the kind of thing that I study every day because I'm a peace studies major. So, I mean, I think that this has really opened my eyes to when I look at somebody who is in the community that I am working for, I am thinking about what it is that I can use my platform for to help them with what they need to be comfortable in their identity and as a person of faith. Awesome. Thank you so much. Does anybody else have anything that they'd like to add? I think she said a lot of it. Um, I think I would just add the daily listening and understanding of what people have to say about anything is just for me, a vital part of being, like, peaceful, and seeing, like, maybe listening, you can see where you can go from there that you might not have been able to see by, you know, just thinking of it yourself. Yeah, I think just, like, listening, understanding, having a dialogue, just in, like, daily conversations is really helpful in moving forward in peace. So, for me, I feel like it's a it's a really personal thing, right? Since I'm, I'm looking at gender justice and this is an area that really impacts me, especially given my background. Um, and so I think, you know, Virginia's mentioned mindfulness. And I think that something this has done for me is really make me pay attention to my own interpersonal rea- interactions. I, I think a lot of times women, we're so used to being marginalized that we don't even notice it happening. And I think something this has done for me has just made me so keenly aware of microaggressions and macroaggressions um, and given me a place to reflect on that and what that means for me and how that's shaped who I am as a person Um, and also to think about tactics and methods for dealing with that oppression when it does come up. Um, And so for me, it's been a lot about my own personal professional development and just not letting internalized misogyny really hold me back and hopefully being able to spread that that empowerment as well to other women and especially to other women activists. Well, thank you guys uh, for joining me on this call. A lot of your work is really important and it was really nice to hear from all of you and I feel very inspired. So thank you guys for joining me on this call. At the very top of the show, I asked you to think about where peace becomes manifest. In this conversation between Kiana, Beth, Alyssa, and Virginia, I think we hear a number of expressions of peace that push far beyond the stereotypical definition of peace as just the opposite of war. We heard about the peace that comes with finding common ground through faith, or a shared vision of how things should be, or a shared experience of struggle and oppression, or a deep well of empathy. We heard about peace as a new lens, a new language to talk about faith that refurbishes this whole idea of worshiping and following and loving God as something that can be positive and transformative, not toxic or recalcitrating. 
We heard about peace as a sense of inner tranquility, of mindfulness. We heard about peace as a goal to strive for in interpersonal relationships. We heard about peace as a platform through which to help others in our community, or peace as a state of things that is rich and full of justice and equity. We heard about peace as a safe and warm path for our spiritual journey. You know, I also asked to think about the ways that violence becomes manifest, and I appreciate that Beth, Alyssa, and Virginia all name ways and work around expressions of violence that have nothing to do with war and often little to do with weapons. Violence and oppression against women, racism, both structural and personal and physical, exclusion and bigotry towards LGBT people. I hope that this conversation helps listeners think a little bit more deeply about what it means to be a nonviolent community, about how seeking to be a peace church ought to mean naming and working to eradicate every form of violence. I think I learned a lot by listening to these four women about what it really means to be a peace builder. And so that's what my last question was, and I hope that that question is still burning. If you got to be the peace builder for the world, what would you do? How would you build peace? Where would you build peace? Between whom and with whom would you build peace? I really don't know what I would do, but I do know four more people who I would seek out for wisdom and guidance thanks to the conversation we heard them have just now. Maybe that is part of what it means to be a peace builder who is seeking to erect a holistic peace. Find the other peace builders. They're the ones that can show you what's up. So I just want to say thank you to Beth, Alyssa, and Virginia for joining this conversation. Thank you to Kiana for taking the lead. And also thank you to Honor the Peace for being so ready and joyful in saying yes to young adults. And of course, thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Emmett Wachowski Eldred. The Dunker Punks podcast is produced by a team of contributors from around the United States who are lifting up the voices of peace builders and young adults throughout the Church of the Brethren and beyond. Our audio is edited by Kevin Schatz, and our music is by Jacob Krauss. Our executive producer is Suzanne Lay. I'm Emma Wachowski-Eldred, and I'm one of your hosts. To contact any of our hosts, producers, or contributors, get involved, or to make a donation, email us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org. You can also find us on social media at DunkerPunksPod, and you can learn more at arlingtoncob.org dpp, or by going to dunkerpunks.com. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for another episode in a couple of weeks. Bye.